This is a Burn FM podcast. In this episode of Search History, we talk about the history of podcasting, newly trending meat substitute Satan, and TikTok house tours. I really haven't thought much about how I'm going to do this, to be honest. Just, but anyway, just go for it. let's go for it. Go Bye, for guys, it. and welcome to Search History, a podcast where we take a deeper and more evaluative look into some of the trending topics on the internet recently. I am your host, Jada Kai. Woo! I'm imagining, you know, um, that Golden Globes audience, if I think, where everyone gives us something ovation. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. No, we hate Shia LaBeouf. Don't but like him. him weeping as I like take the stage. I'm like, hello. You're very weep. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so welcome to Search History. This is not only the first episode of this podcast, but this is my first podcast ever. Ever. Never been done before. I'm really excited and I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's really cool for my first podcast to be a Burn FM student radio podcast. I think that's quite cool. But I am quite nervous right now because this is the intro, this is the beginning. And first impressions, they're significant. They're significant. Have you ever had a really bad first impression? Me? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I try and play it cool. Try and play it cool? Yeah. So what I've got to try and play it cool. That's what you said. So do I, I need to bring it, I need to bring it down. No, I think I'm good. It's Keep Jada. it mellow. Keep it mellow. Mellow vibes. No, but this is the first episode, so... I think it's probably good to give a little bit of an insight into what we're going to be doing on this podcast. Um, so, I guess, the internet for aliens. A breakdown you, of the internet. The internet for aliens. We're going to be taking a evaluative look into some of the things that are trending on the internet recently and look at them a little bit more deeply, talk about them, what we think about them, why we think things like that trend, why we think it's relevant, why we think people our age might be interested in things like that. I think specifically right now, I don't really think I need to talk about what sort of situation we're in right now, but I think a lot of people have turned to the internet for a lot, so I think there's a lot to talk about, a lot that we can look into, a lot of things that you might be interested in and you just think no one else cares, but we care. And we're going to be talking about it. Um, I also have to acknowledge that a podcast like this would be biased. I mean, I'm bringing the things to talk about and then talking about them. You know, that's a little bit full of myself, I guess. So I'm going to be bringing in some of my friends and some of my housemates occasionally who are going to be able to give a different perspective on things that I might not have had an opinion on, maybe bring some topics to the table. And also so you guys aren't subjected to my voice for an extended period of time. So today on the first episode, we have our first special guest, my housemate, my best friend, Kate. That is Woo. I, that is me. So Kate, you're going to introduce yourself as well. Mm-hmm. We'd like what you study, interesting fact about yourself. No pressure, no pressure at all. Okay, I'm Kate, uh, Jada's best friend and housemate, as she said. I study biochemistry. Um, interesting fact, listen. We've all been put in this situation. You would think that I've had this locked in down yeah. by now. I still don't have an interesting fact about myself. So I'm just going to say that I play basketball. She Is plays that interesting enough for you? First team basketball. I do. And she's a ginger. I am also ginger. They that, can't see you because this is audio. Damn. They can't see you. I am, she's a ginger. I'm also, I'm, I was going to say my height. I don't want to say it anymore. That sounds narcissistic. <laughs> it's a flex, guys. She's tall. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of a flex. So I'll keep you guessing, though. That's, um, that's it. That's mm-hmm. an intro. That Good first intro. impression. I think so. I think we killed it. Okay, so we're going to get into the podcast now. Okay, so 
first episode, I thought, what do we talk about? What's significant? What do we use to kind of bring people in? Um, you know, what is a really relevant thing that we can talk about that's trendy? First episode. And I thought, why not talk about podcasts? Because podcasting is pretty trendy recently. It's pretty, I wouldn't say it's new, but I would say that it's current. A lot of people listen to podcasts. A lot of people have podcasts. Um, I saw a tweet and it was kind of basically saying, um, you know, boys and their friends say one funny thing, one interesting thing, and they say, let's make a podcast. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm not gonna make fun of those boys because let's acknowledge it, I am boys. That is essentially what I'm doing right now. But it it is quite true. Um, There's been a rise of podcasts and I think that's quite interesting because it's a complete movement away from what I would think is like the kind of popular format of content that exists right now. Because typically I would say the internet social media right now really promotes the idea of like short form content. So things that are quick, grabby, get your attention, platforms like Vine, platforms like TikTok. Um, Five minute videos essentially are really big on the internet recently. And then we have podcasts, which is the complete opposite because they're like movie lengths. We've got like an hour and a half podcast, which is completely different. A lot of popular creators who rose to prominence on short form content platforms, Vine, TikTok, YouTube, are now making podcasts. We've got, you know, Logan Paul with Impulsive, which is a very popular podcast. We've got the Dolan Twins, who no longer make YouTube videos, now have a podcast, Deeper with the Dolan Twins. David Dobrik, who I would say is the king of short form, four minute, 21 second videos, who now doesn't upload on his vlog channel, but makes a podcast called Views with Jason Nash. So it is quite prominent, and I thought, I don't know, I feel like I recently started listening to podcasts, maybe in like the last two and a half years, it's been something that I've been into. But I thought, you know, when did podcasts start becoming a thing? So I did a little bit of digging, a little bit of research. A deep dive. Good old Wikipedia. Um, I, so I looked it up and podcasting actually initially saw its rise in the 1980s under the name audio blogging. That was what it was initially called. Um, I guess rise, I'm using that kind of liberally. I don't really know from the Wikipedia page how popular audio blogging was, but that was where its origins came from. Um, Podcasting became a thing in 2004. That was around the time when the name was coined. And it was the rise and the invention of the podcast is credited to Adam Curry and David Weiner, or Dave Weiner. That's poor. I think it's Dave. (laughs) That's poor for me, me, but I'm pretty sure it's Dave. Um, Adam Curry had a podcast called Daily Source Code, and he's known um, colloquially as the Podfather. Um, An apt name, in my opinion. Apt, apt, very relevant. So, do you do you listen to podcasts? Is that something that you're interested in? I do listen to podcasts fairly regularly now. Um, I kind of went through phases of like listening to them and then not listening to mm. them. But I'm definitely in a podcast phase at the moment. Mm. I would say I definitely listen to them. Yeah. What is your favourite podcast that My you listen to? My current favourite podcast is the one by Simpy Neological and her boyfriend Ben. Mm. Um, they're just... I just really enjoyed them. My In lockdown though, my favourite was um, Grounded by Louis Theroux. Because he's one of my favourite documentary makers. And mm. I think he's a really interesting person. I really liked his interview style podcasts. So if you had to say one thing that you feel like podcasts give you that other 
platforms and other types of content don't what would you say that it would be I feel like it's the lack of engagement that I need to have with it Mm. I I find it quite zen just to kind of like do something else while I'm doing it Mm. depending on the topic but a lot of the time it it feels like less of a commitment than watching a video yeah so kind of like background you can Mm. do a task listen to a podcast also more informative because I feel like I listen to them less for entertainment so much and more because I find it a stimulating topic a lot of the time Mm. Whereas like a YouTube video, I'm watching it for entertainment. Okay, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a controversial question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, podcasts are becoming quite popular. Um, you know, it gives people a huge time period to talk about whatever they want, essentially. You know, you have a podcast, you set it up, name it, do whatever. Then you talk about whatever you want to talk about for however long you want. So I was Googling podcasts, popular podcasts, and I was quite amused that one of the first people who came up under podcasting was Ben Shapiro. Um, My favorite any thoughts? Dude. Any thoughts when I mention the name Ben Shapiro? Ugh, bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. We'll, we'll leave <laughs> it there. Fight or flight thoughts. Fight or flight thoughts. That's very good. And so I was wondering, potentially, if... You know, that's something people might be worried about, that people like Ben Shapiro have ages using podcasts to speak to potentially impressionable people and just have them exposed to their unfiltered thought. And so I did a bit of researching and I found an article by Arielle Bogle and she said that podcasts are becoming the new medium of misinformation and that podcasts while other social media is kind of clamping down on like fake news, fake stuff, podcasts are giving it a largely unmoderated platform. So it's allowing people to really speak about whatever, whether it be true or not true. Um, And so I was just wondering what you might think about that. Mm. I think it's definitely true. I think Mm. you're always going to have people who are spreading misinformation, especially with I feel like there's less reflection on people who post podcasts. It's not as highly edited and customised almost as YouTube videos are. And it does just give you the ability to publish your unfiltered thoughts. And I think that can be dangerous. But I wouldn't say it's any more dangerous than the radio, the newspaper, YouTube videos, film. Mm. I just think it's it's what's popular now. So they're harnessing it for the same, for yeah. the same reason they would harness whatever other media they're using. Yeah, because I think generally inevitable people are going to use whatever is available to them to push whatever they agenda that they are adamant on pushing and they always have and they always will and they always will and they always will so also again looking a little bit into podcasts i was looking at popular themes what do people listen to when they listen to podcasts and i was actually quite surprised well i wasn't but i but i am about the main things that people Mm. listen to when they listen to podcasts Uh, The number one podcast was True Crime. Now, I've seen TikToks where it's kind of like two white women will save the day, will solve a murder. I saw a lady on TikTok say, if I am brutally murdered, don't hand my body over to the police, hand it over to two white women who have a true crime podcast and they will save the day. They will solve um, the murder. Do you listen to true crime podcasts? Is that I something don't. that you're interested in? I've never once listened to a true crime podcast. I have watched true crime documentaries. But like, never. Who haven't? No, I really don't. Yeah, at so all. Billy and I, my friend Billy and I talked about this briefly, and she was saying, she mentioned the kind of thing where people are like, uh, uh, babe, I need to listen to a podcast to fall asleep, and then they play like a podcast that's like, 
she was stabbed in the net. And that's but people are really interested in that. They are. Um, I've listened to one um, true crime podcast, mm-hmm. and it's I I I it's Stephanie Sue, a mukbang YouTuber <laughs> who has a podcast called Rotten Mango, and she talks about your true crime. But I just find it really amusing. No criticism to her. I think she's great. But her tone of speaking, her voice is so friendly and welcoming and engaging and light. And then it's like, she was brutally murdered, st- gouged eyes out. And I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness. I think I was listening to it out loud and my mum was like, what are you listening to? change your pace for sure. It sounds so like sweet and like, it, but not very, she talks about some graphic stuff. Another podcast that people listen to a lot is Paranormal mm. Podcasting. Yeah, and not I can see for me. That. Not for me either. Not for me. But I can see it. With Ghosts, not for I me. I feel like, you know that BuzzFeed show? Uh, what was it called? BuzzFeed Unsolved? Yeah. I feel like the rise of that definitely yeah. kick-started something in our generation. Busting. With Yeah, you see a lot of crime. YouTubers that, you know, stay in haunted hotels, haunted mansions. Yeah. There is a lot of appeal there. You know, um, my twin sister, she listens to, like, horror movie breakdown videos Billy was saying that she listens to a lot of like creepy pasta style things, but that's just an area of the internet that I just I simply I'm, would not go there. I don't delve. I don't delve there at all. No. But that's very, very popular. Very, a lot of people listen to that. Maybe we're missing something. Um, yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm good. I'm gonna say I'm good. I'm also gonna. I say respect I'm good. it, but I'm good. Each to their own. Each to their own. And then another topic was feminism. That's apparently a trending podcast I have listened podcast to feminist topic. podcasts before. And still do. I like that topic a lot. I, I haven't really listened to... No, I haven't. Um, I listen to a lot of philosophy podcasts occasionally because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm procrastinating, but it feels productive. It feels like um, education. Yeah, it feels good because I'm listening to something significant. I understand I that. guess maybe there has been some feminist themes in some of the philosophy podcasts that I've listened to, but I, I'd be lying if I said that that was the the reason mm. that I, I listened to it. Do you think it. I would indulge in maybe a biology or a chemistry podcast? No. It doesn't happen. Maybe a physics one, which is, isn't on brand, but... Um, Something about it not being my course makes yeah. it more interesting. But I to do me. get that if you're if yeah. you're doing biochemistry all the time. Last thing I wanna is hear is more biochemistry. To an, another biochemistry podcast. Yeah. Okay, so you've already kind of said that you love um, Simply Neological's podcast mm-hmm. with her boyfriend. Um, but do you have any other podcast recommendations? Uh, I did mention Louis Theroux already. Mm. He, he would be my ultimate um, recommendation. His are very much interview style though. Mm. Um, which I actually really enjoy listening to. I find it quite interesting to hear like people in, in the spotlight, their unadulted kind of interview, because it's raw and it's unedited and uncut. Um, I enjoy that. They're the main two I'm listening to right now. Um, mm. I also listen to Woman's Hour occasionally from Radio 2, or Radio 4, uh, upon my mom's recommendation. Sometimes that's really good too. Mm. But again, same interviewee style or like thought pieces. Um, but yeah. They're... The only podcast I listen to right now is religiously is the dive studios one actually i tell a lie i also listened to that i, I forgot, completely I've forgot completely just forgotten what it's called uh, uh, <laughs> um, we forgot wait 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 real talk right real, real, real talk, talk. I'm, i think that's what it's called and what's the one with eric nam yeah eric nam's podcast his is, isn't it um what's the word for awesome in korean that's what it, his is called the daybark show daybark show 
And yeah, those are the only two podcasts I listen to. I also listen to them religiously. I'm also a fan. I think Jada got me into them actually. I recommend that massively. I completely. Oh yeah, I think I I messaged you on WhatsApp. I was like, listen to this. I can't believe I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's on me. That is on (laughs) you. That is on me. Okay, so podcasting. Podcast is a trend. Podcast is a theme. Rate out of 10. What do you think about podcasting? I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. It's a medium I'm very much enjoying right now, which I think is strange given the recent strides video has taken, like film, YouTube videos. It yeah, feels the quality almost, you can get with a it camera. It feels almost like a step back, but it's kind of and welcomed like, No to video, just audio. It's That's less overwhelming. It's good for the senses. <laughs> it's good for the um, senses. I'm going to agree, 9 out of 10. I'm also doing a podcast right now. So I, I feel like... I think you should give it a 10 out of 10, Jada. What are you doing? You're doing a podcast. There, 10, 10. <laughs> that was not, that wasn't coaxed. Genuine answer, 10 out of 10. Okay, so. I think, yeah. That's Thoughts it. I'll put out into the universe. If you guys have any podcast recommendations. Please let us I know. think I might post on my Instagram, like any, anything that you, any I'm podcast. i listen to some more. Yeah, so I might post on my Instagram, just asking if there are any podcasts that you guys are listening to, any podcasts that you think we should listen to you guys have any opinions on podcasting because i haven't met someone that's just like i hate it and i want to hear some controversial opinions so if you have a controversial opinion on podcasting too much please let room. us know because this is a very podcast pro environment <laughs> as as you know is obvious by the fact that we are making one yeah um but my feelings won't be hurt if you hate them you know you can tell me I take it back i hate them <laughs> kate's like i'm just saying that because this I'm is. she dragged me in <laughs> we're doing an asmr podcast <laughs> Okay, on to the next topic. Like, what you need that for? You already got a podcast. (laughs) We're on to the next segment. Okay. (laughs) So, again, I thought first episode, we need to talk about things that are really dominating the internet space. And I thought, why not talk about food? Because food, foodies... Foodies are a huge corner of the they internet. They take up that space. They make up a huge community. There is probably a social media account dedicated to every major food group that exists. More than. There are accounts dedicated to cheese. Sausage rolls. The tweet, the viral tweet that says, just remember, you'll never be more famous than cheese. And it's true because accounts exist where people just yeah. look at melted cheese. Even Lord started a garlic bread one. Yeah, garlic no, food is really, really relevant on the, the internet. Either. I mean, I enjoy it. I like looking at food on Instagram. I like thinking about, you know, places to eat, new foods to try. Um, but I was also thinking, you know, foodie community, big community. What is a big subsection in the foodie community? The vegetarians, the vegans, the vegetarians, the non-meat eaters. I they're I a significant corner. So this is very good because I feel like Kate will be an interesting person to talk about this because she is actually a vegetarian. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I'm a pescatarian, um, but I don't eat fish that often. I am trying to be a vegetarian. It's on my list. Um, but yeah, I don't eat meat, so I should have some insight. I cannot say the same, but I have been genuinely, genuinely thinking about eating more sustainably, what that would be like, you know, taking things into consideration. I am trying to push her in that direction, She is. Guys. She's helping. Um, so food generally, a very dominant community, and I would say veganism, vegetarianism, very significant sub-community, because not only is it allowing people to learn 
more about vegetarianism, veganism. It's also showing you the ways in which to pursue it. Because there's one thing about saying, let's all go vegan, let's be vegetarian, let's limit the amount of red meat, meat that we're consuming in our diets. But it's a completely other thing to also use those platforms to show people how you can do it, how you can live more sustainably. How you can do it deliciously. Being how you can eat things. good food and still be vegetarian, mm-hmm. still be vegan. I've seen a lot of YouTubers, TikTokers who specifically, you know, are talking about, you know, foods that, you know, are typically maybe like culturally significant. So like Korean food, very meat-based. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm, I'm not going to say very meat-based. I don't know enough, but you know, you'd say meat is a very significant yeah, component. Definitely. How to make those same recipes but make them vegetarian, make them vegan. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very good thing because it does make it more accessible. Um, Controversially, people may have some negative things to say about the prominence of, you know, vegetarians. The movement of it and the people who are at the forefront, arguably a bit too strongly of the movement. You know, you always have militants in any community, I think that it's quite inescapable. Um, But I was thinking, okay, what is something that is really trendy recently that kind of fits into this narrative of food, vegetarianism, its significance on social media? And something that I've discovered very recently, specifically on TikTok, is Satan. Now, Satan, S-E-I-T-A-N. Not as in 666, Lucifer, (laughs) Satan. Not the guy down there. Um, So one thing I do want to preface before I get into this is that Satan is by no means a new thing. It is, has been a component that has been very popular in Asian cuisine. And so I do want to preface that because I do sometimes think there's a way on social media that you advertise foods and things as if like this is a newly discovered mm-hmm. outlandish concept that no one's done before. It has been done. Maybe not by you, maybe not by the people around you, but it has been done. Yeah, we want to credit that. Um, so that's important to credit. Um, so seitan is a meat substitute and it's made specifically of flour and water. Um, and it was described, I googled it, as tasting almost like bland chicken. Healthline.com says it's made by kneading wheat flour with water to develop sticky strands of gluten protein and then rinsed to eliminate starch. Mm-hmm. That's the process of making Satan. Now, let's be honest. Initial thoughts. Good. Looks, looks ugly. Yeah. Looks like it tastes bland. If you, I suppose nobody's eating it on its own. Every video I've seen, people are throwing every single spice they have in the cupboard on it to make it taste good, which is amazing. If it tastes good that way, one hundred percent. Um, I don't think I'm the best person to be talking about really new foods because I'm a skeptic when it comes mm-hmm. to anything that I've never eaten before. <laughs> And all I can think about is tofu. Yeah. And I've never, I've not got on the tofu train at all. I really enjoy tofu. I think I saw someone say recently that I wonder if people don't like tofu because in like Western society, it's usually advertised as a meat meat substitute. substitute. And people are like, this isn't Mm -hmm. a sub, this isn't worthy of a substitute to meat. And so therefore it kind of gives them kind of a jaded perspective of it going into it. And so maybe I have fallen victim to that because I saw tofu and I said, this is really not replacing anything for me. Um, But I think seitan is 
typically advertised as replacing chicken. Yeah, and everything I've seen, it's been made into like a fried chicken sandwich, it's made into fried chicken. You know, people have said, oh look, this is how to make fake shredded chicken. Fake shredded chicken. Yeah. Um, now again, it is also important to say that I, I believe this to be true, typically about any plant-based vegan diet, is that it is not accessible to everyone equally. Not mm-hmm. everyone can make the switch to veganism, whether that be for dietary reasons, whether that be for like accessibility reasons. Um, Satan, obviously, if you're gluten-free, celiac, unable to consume it. Completely unable to consume it. It's literally just gluten. It is just... You are literally rinsing everything away to just have the gluten strands. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that kind of eliminates a lot of people from being able to eat it. I think I'm a lot more aware of gluten-free and celiac now because we have a friend, Sarah... Celiac. Shout out, Sarah. She has celiac disease. I'm a lot more conscious about it because now when I go to stores, I go to restaurants, I immediately look. The gluten free Gluten free section. (laughs) Does it have anything for my girl, Sarah? Um, So, yeah, again, that's something to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can have it, not everyone can eat it. Um, We haven't tried it. No, but we are planning to. I don't really. So, I think that kind of eliminates us being able to have a very critical opinion about it. Mm -hmm. But we do plan on trying it, and hopefully, I'll be able to record that for the instagram page in terms of it being a meat substitute i am skeptical because there are so many amazing meat substitutes Mm. available that are almost like meat. like because i haven't been vegetarian for very long so i do still remember what meat tastes like and sometimes i do eat stuff that's like a meat substitute i'm like wow like you would barely tell the difference well i'm a bit skeptical because we were intending to make seitan chicken sandwiches Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying that is flour dipped in flour and then eaten it on a bed of flour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is a little bit skeptical. But seitan is said to have a lot of nutritional requirements. Mm-hmm. But I'm still thinking, I still can't get over the sort of like early 2000 movie, no to carbs yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. It feels very restrictive. Before yeah. I really understood carbs, they were demonized by yeah, early 2000 agree. media where they're like, I don't do carbs, no carb mm-hmm. diet. Almost every movie has yeah, a resident so, blonde girl being like, I don't eat carbs. Exactly. Like, so in my head, I just keep thinking, that's a whole lot I carbs. don't really see how that would be good. But again, yeah. I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. But what do we think? What do we think of it? Are we intrigued? Are we excited to try it? I'm looking forward to trying it. And I think that is largely because of the dramatic hype it's had on TikTok. Mm. Like almost every other scroll is someone making some type of Satan dish. And I do want to know if it's worth it. Because a lot of people have been making it. So it must be... It must be decent. I've seen that it has to be really seasoned. You can't just make it, fry it and think that it's going to be good. So we need to get our seasonings out. And make sure that it we kind of douse it mm-hmm. so that we can somehow get the sort of fake we chicken. We should use your fried chicken recipe, but with it. Yeah, but with it and see yeah. what it tastes like. Um, in terms of excitement of trying it, let's rate that out of 10. Because I've tried other meat substitutes, I'm going to I'm gonna go quite low on this. I'm going to go 5 out of 10 because I have a feeling it will be very similar to things I've already tried. Mm. And maybe not as good. Maybe not as but good. But maybe that might just be us. Maybe. Could be. Yeah, it could be a mistake on our part. <laughs> Could definitely be a mistake but, on our part. Um, more broadly, talking about you know this sort of movement on social media about vegetarianism, veganism, mm-hmm. sustainable eating. What do you think? Do you think it's important? Uh, I personally think it's, think it's really important because I definitely made the switch largely with environmentalism mm. in mind, and that's why I keep doing it. There's been plenty of opportunities for me to 
you know, in a house full of memes as well to mm. just, you know, revert back. Um, but the environment is one of the main drivers for me. And I do think it's increasingly important, especially as legislation doesn't seem to be moving as quickly as the vegetarianism movement. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think it's one of the, the easiest things we can do to make mm. a difference. And I think generally the importance of alternatives, because I think Absolutely. it's one thing to say, don't eat this thing. Mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier to encourage that when you can also show people ways Just that you can instead. live yeah. without eating that thing so you know things like oat milk almond mm-hmm. milk things like you know vegetarian substitutes yeah. i think that that is important to kind of show people mm-hmm. there are ways to live without having to consume yeah. these things and i think that encouragement allows especially people... easy switches like the milks like i know a lot of people who now just only have plant-based milks because mm. a lot of the time they're cheaper they're you know delicious I would say that I am biased. I'm an oat milk fan, but I recommend it. Yeah, so it definitely allows people to eat more sustainably, mm-hmm. live more sustainably, and I think it's important also that the internet does draw people's attention to it because yeah. sometimes I think, you know, you're doing things without thinking, and then you see like a glaring statistic in front of your face, and it's kind of hard to therefore say, I didn't know, and therefore. Yeah. Um, but also, we're not shaming anyone. Oh no. Anyone's no. diet here. It's an encouragement. This is, a safe a, space. this is a safe pace, safe space, safe space. But we are encouraging you yeah. to potentially make a take switch once or twice a week. Try, try a TikTok trend. Try Satan. Because I think also with making things like this trends, yeah. it makes people more interested in trying it. Yeah. Because do you remember when it was Wouldn't the whipped coffee, barrier? like yeah. the Dalgona? What's it called, Dalgona, Dalgona coffee? coffee I think. Everyone was drinking that. Would they have been drinking that without TikTok? Absolutely not. So the ability for TikTok to make things like this, like mm-hmm. actually good, sustainable alternatives, yeah. trends, so that it allows people to be like, I'm going to try this, mm-hmm. and then potentially be like, this was good. I can keep making this once a week is really powerful and i think tiktok's provided a way of having that longevity even if satan doesn't last a long time there'll be something else someone something else, else will changing come up. recipe in three weeks yeah. time tune back in we'll be talking about a new tiktok recipe we will <laughs> architecture the loft apartment is the dream but you know it's done an outsider's perspective i'm not there yet <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're on to the final segment of the podcast which feels a bit surreal because I feel like we've been filming for five minutes. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the first one. Yeah, yeah. we literally just started speaking. We were just doing the intro, mm-hmm. and now we're almost finished. Um, but okay, time flies. Last section, fun. a little bit more ambiguous, because mm-hmm. less concrete. I think I also don't really know what you're going to say. Whereas with you know vegetarianism and podcasts, I knew you're a fan. Um, but I wanted to start this off just a question. So I think we got really lucky with this student house. We did. We're going to be talking about houses in this segment, housing generally. Um, what is your favourite thing in this house? Materially, not me. I know <laughs> you, you would. Know have, I, I knew you would have said you. that. So just don't bother. What is something that you like? My favourite thing in this house. Um, I think it's our kitchen island. Yeah, it's sizable. It is a sizable kitchen island. It's pretty extensive. Not to make you guys jealous or anything, um, but it is a sizable kitchen it's island. It's a sizable kitchen island. And the second question, what would you love to have in this house? If we could have anything. You know, money is not an object. The fact that we're in student housing isn't even in the question. You already know what, what would you say. have in this house? You already I know, know what, what you're going to say. Do you want to say it at the same time? Okay, three, two, one. A basketball, basketball hoop. Court. Yay! <laughs> Close. I said hoop. Yeah. But I'm gonna take. I'm taking that you, as a win for me. That. 
I would like a basketball court so badly. That is yeah. the dream. Oh my god, look at us. Going giddy just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> a basketball hoop. So, basically, what we're going to be talking about this section of the podcast is flexing houses on TikTok. Have you ever seen this trend? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. They don't often come up on my For You page, but I have seen a few. Yes. I would say it started off almost innocuously, like nothing really significant. Someone kind of made a video where they were like, when I'm bored in the house and I remember that I have a sibling. Mm -hmm. And then you see them kind of walking over to their sibling's room and doing like a weird TikTok dance or like annoying their sibling. And then it kind of turned into people flexing the wealth accumulated by their parents. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. I... You know, maybe that's... Some of these kids, maybe they paved their own way. I'm not shaming them. I'm dead. They, you know, they didn't ask to have yeah. really luxurious lifestyles. houses with pools. But essentially that is what it, what it is. Um, people will kind of be like, remembering that my house has a cinema and an indoor pool and a movie room and a bowling alley and it will essentially be all of these clips of these really really expensive houses and then the Mm -hmm. final destination of them you know chilling in a movie room and it's it's very popular i've seen a lot of it now you phrase it like that i do see more of those also the ones um where it's like what's that one thing you have in your house that everyone thinks is really cool and then it turns out to be something Mm. expensive now, I will post on my blog, jadakai.wordpress.com, a summary of what we talk about in this episode. So if you haven't seen it, potentially there, there will be a link to some TikToks like that so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Um, now, generally, I would say that I'm really not bothered by content like this. No, it's not I, something I'm not I bothered seek, by really. It, but it is something that does upset a lot of people. Mm, because but also... A lot of people enjoy it. They get a lot of likes. A lot, a lot of, of people views. do. They're very, very popular. Mm. Millions, millions of views. I feel like there's views. two types of people. People who use it as motivation and people use it... Eat the rich. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So two that is what we're going to be going into. Because... So I was looking at some tweets. I literally just went on Twitter and I typed in TikTok houses mm-hmm. to see what people were saying. Um, I saw a tweet that said... I know there are worse things on TikTok, but rich people showing off their houses during quarantine is definitely the top of my list. I've seen that tweet too. There was also a tweet that said, seeing some people's houses on TikTok intensifies my urge to eat the rich when the time comes. What are you this rich for? Literally why? Why? It's disgusting. I must admit I somewhat share that sentiment. I, I am a little bit weirded out by flexing. Yeah. I'm a little bit, I have to be honest, it is something that I do find a little bit strange, I guess. I do find myself Mm. a bit uncomfortable by it. But I don't necessarily have those, I don't have those feelings when I watch those TikToks, to be honest. But I do understand why it upsets people. Mm. And why the concept of flexing upsets people. Like, at least they've used their wealth to purchase something. It's the excess wealth, Mm. you know? Like, at least it's a thing to see and use and have. So I did, again, I was doing some research. I was trying to kind of figure out the root of it. Um, I was quite amused by this because, again, I, I'm not going to be commenting too deeply on this study because I haven't really done anything more than some surface reading of it. But this psychologist called Tim 
Kassa, I think his name is. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Tim, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> sorry, Tim. But he said that after two over 200 studies, we know that people who endorse materialism, the worse is their well-being. They're less empathic, less pro-social, more competitive. They're mm-hmm. less likely to support environmental sustainability. They're more likely to endorse prejudicial and discriminatory beliefs. So basically he said... Anyone that loves materialism, loves things like this, isn't a very good person. Which I think is really harsh. I think it's a bit harsh. But from an outside perspective, you know, I don't mind a material thing. I wouldn't call myself a materialist, but I do like Like things. I'm not a minimalist by any means. Yeah, I would agree. When you read that out, the person that comes to mind is Mr. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. I'm thinking and of I can like extreme, yeah. extreme ends of the spectrum. I feel like that is definitely less the case. I think for the we're dancing, person. not even in the middle. No. I think we're, we're far. We're a little bit to the end. Yeah. Um, again, this is extreme. Again, mm-hmm. I haven't really engaged with this more than a surface evaluation. Yeah. I googled, is it a bad thing to flex wealth? And that was what came up about people who endorse things like that. But again, this isn't an overall commentary on the character of people that are wealthy or anything like that. It is just a commentary more on people that flex wealth on social media. I like seeing things that Mm. I've never had or will never see here. It's interesting to see how the other half live. Interesting how to see, but not even just the other half. The, The The thing about TikTok, I think is, it's just exposing me to people and hobbies and I things agree. that I would have never considered was a thing. Mm-hmm. I like that line. I've seen so many people just doing things that have never occurred to me. Yeah. I've, it's never occurred to me that people might have bowling alleys in their homes. And so when I see a home with a bowling alley, I'm like, interesting. Damn, I wish I was you. Interesting for you, you know? Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. That is quite cool. You have yeah. to admit that is quite cool. Mm. Um, also, I kind of get it though. The sort of, you know, when you have a nice thing that yeah. you don't really if use it. If you can, I can kind of understand, especially if a lot of these people, you know, came into money, say they weren't brought up with money, say they were successful or whatever mm. they did, and they were, you know, building their first home. Everyone as a kid wants a bowling alley in that yeah. house. Everyone wants a cinema if room. I, I forgive house, them for putting it in the house. You'd have a basketball court if I you would. built your dream house right now, and I'd have a climbing wall. I would do it unapologetically. <laughs> I'd yeah. build that climbing wall if I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who wouldn't? But that's a fantasy for so many people. I think mm. that's what the issue is, maybe. That it seems so unattainable that mm. it's almost mockery. Yeah. So I was looking into it and I was thinking, why are people even fascinated with things like this in the first place? Because we mentioned it briefly before. We said, yeah, there are some people that are like, I absolutely hate this. But they still get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of comments on these videos that are like, do y'all need a pet? <laughs> <laughs> Or they're wow, like, the remember, the remember me from kindergarten, <laughs> like, let's be friends, invite me over, bestie. Yeah. You know, people really mm-hmm. like videos like this. Um, so Billy made a suggestion and she said, kind of like the Kardashians, maybe, mm-hmm. is the root of why people like videos like Definitely. this. Because none of us relate to the Kardashians, no. really. But the the popularity of their, their TV show for the last 10 odd years is proof in the pudding that people like watching ostentatious lifestyles and shows like bling empire a a recent netflix series 
Bling Empire is a recent Netflix series which was basically advertised primarily as the real crazy rich Asians. That was the branding for the show. The whole premise was they were taking really rich Asian people in LA and showing you what their lives was like. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't have done that if there wasn't a demographic. Yeah. I was the demographic. And (laughs) so was my mum. I did watch it. Did. I didn't finish it, but I did watch some you of clicked. it. And I was intrigued. You clicked. Because it's so separate from mm-hmm. anything that I would experience in my day-to-day yeah. life. Even if I was a millionaire in Birmingham. Yeah, that's not what you're getting. completely different from... You're not in Beverly Hills. Millionaires in Beverly Hills. Very, very different sort of and experience. I think, I think that's interesting. I think the display of wealth in England, for example, very different than from the display of wealth in LA and Hollywood. Mm. Just because it can be. But I was also thinking, right, so... Things like Bling Empire, things like the Kardashians, they have some sort of relevancy. An accolade is their celebrity status. Mm-hmm. So I un- so there is an interest and there is an intrigue with celebrities. But with these TikToks, these people are faceless. Yeah. There's no sort of intrigue. It's not like they have reality TV shows accompanying their videos. So all they have is wealth. Yeah. That's it, really. There's nothing else that kind of accompanies it. So it really does boil down kind of into the very... The assets. Assets are interesting to yeah. other people. Um, so I googled some things. I've done a lot of googling for this episode. Um, of the kind of reasons why people might continue engaging with things like this. And something that I saw that was really common in a lot of the threads that I went on was mm-hmm. jealousy. And I find I that quite interesting. hate watching hate watching because i i was thinking about this as you were talking i don't think i've met many people who like the kardashians but watch it anyway yeah not many people like billionaires but are intrigued by their lifestyle i don't like anyone on selling sunset did i watch every episode and see all the big houses see them drive fast cars yeah i did interesting that wasn't so much of a hate watch more of a oh my Mm. god watch but i don't think i've had any recent hate watches no but when I looked at it, you know, there was a lot of comments that were like, you know, living vicariously through people, mm-hmm. a sort of admiration because you aspire for this yeah. and therefore, you know, for that reason, you're kind of intrigued by it because you're like, I want this thing really, really badly. Mm-hmm. Some people, I would say me, just like looking at things. I like just looking, curious. I'm just curious. Just I'm definitely curious. coming out of a place of curiosity, for but sure. But a very significant one is hate watch. Definitely. Which is quite alarming to me mm-hmm. because that's just self-inflicting yeah it's a bit um i don't think that i could ever subject myself to something that would make me unhappy yeah but a lot of people do this might be controversial Mm. same energy as people who watch horror movies because they like being scared i guess because it's It's kind of like you know what the end result is going to be but you're still going to do it anyway i also thought that it was quite interesting because there's a very Start, I think this generation, Gen Z specifically, mm-hmm. have a very eat the rich mentality. You know, yeah. you've you've heard it said. I'm not saying that it's exclusive to Gen Z. Mm-hmm. You know, the movement of eat the rich, eat the rich, kind of extends into more relevant yeah. social political issues as to why that is a common trend. Mm-hmm. But you do see that thrown yeah. around. The tweet I mentioned in the beginning mm-hmm. said makes me want to eat the rich more. So I think it's quite interesting. There's a juxtaposition between being eat the rich, but also being like, please yeah. show me your 20 bedroom mansion with indoor swimming pool and bowling alley. 
I think they can go. Well, they can. I, should they? Should they? Interesting. Do they? Yes. They do, do. Am I? Do, do I hold both of those views? Yes. I think we can kind of talk about that extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have think, the time think, to delve into it very I think the deeply. Phrase, but eat the rich is a very like popularized viral phrase, and a lot of people will use it and then agree with it to a much milder degree then the the saying eat the rich really conveys because you see those um tiktoks that are like when um we're saying eat the rich and then i see you have a macbook (laughs) yeah you know there's probably a lot of like a lesser and higher extent to what people people mean when they say eat the rich what they're thinking of i'm talking about the one percent you're talking about billionaires not people who have a computer yeah. Because they are just... Not people that have a MacBook. They're not the rich. They're not, not who we should be Not people that have for. AirPods. No. Just... They're just living their lives. Just Jeff. Good old Jeff. They Good. are just <laughs> victims to consumerism. Like Fair. Valid. Um, but, again, question. You know, this sort of flexing, very mm. recurring theme yeah. on the internet. You know, there are accounts dedicated to, like, rich kids of Russia... Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this was also a popular trend a little bit earlier on TikTok. Do you remember the trend where it was kind of like, um, where it was showing bedrooms? It was like, guess who the favorite yeah. kid is yeah, based yeah, on yeah. the bedroom. But it was clearly yeah. like one had an ensuite, a sofa, they, a double bed, but and one all of the room. rooms were very luxurious. Yeah. There yeah. was maybe one that was a little a bit more excessively luxurious. Um, so it is, you were just born first and got yeah the so it is a common a common thing mm-hmm. do you think that there is anything inherently wrong with flexing wealth on social media Ooh, that's a tricky one i think i'm going to separate this into two camps i'm going to separate into the the kids of rich parents who are flexing mm-hmm. because that comes from a place of excitement and wanting to be current on the internet and then i think the people who actually have their own wealth and then flexing it to an audience that they know they have i think that's a little bit more egregious. I but think it's a little bit more spiteful. What would you What would you prefer though? Would you prefer creators like David Dobrik who show you their um, what is it? What he was showing in his house? His like um, fruit punch water fountain in his million dollar Hollywood home, mm-hmm. or would you rather creators who are evidently very very rich? but their social media presence is excessively talking about how money doesn't buy happiness and oh, that David wealth Dobrik doesn't matter. Which do you prefer? David Dobrik. I say the first option. Um, I don't actually watch David Dobrik, but I pr- prefer someone seeing the whimsy in it rather than saying that mm. money doesn't buy you happiness because I hate I, that. I do prefer that. I think, I think there's a difference between maybe showing things that you mm-hmm. have in your life that you enjoy that are, are yeah. that are, that are cool and that you're grateful for and also trying intentionally to make other people feel negatively yeah. about themselves because of those and things and also to to the kind of not recognize that the things they have are making them happy when actually wealth buys ease yeah, because and that if would you're make a lot of excited happy. about your yeah. indoor pool That's you know awesome i'm not going to i'm not going to yell at you for it be excited about your indoor pool but someone who sat by that indoor pool and said indoor pools don't buy happiness and also i think think with the example of youtubers let's say we gave them that wealth by watching Mm. their videos so if we're gonna then be like oh my god don't show it off mm, not the same but if i'm watching someone who's 
a billionaire from their business saying that, yeah, you know, this doesn't buy you happiness. That's not it for me. Now, again, we are not necessarily critiquing the saying money doesn't buy happiness. We do understand the essence of what people are trying to say when they say that. We understand that money does not buy true fulfillment, Mm -hmm. but we do acknowledge that money does take in, away struggles a lot of people imp- have. can generally improve the general quality mm-hmm. of people's lives a lot of it thi- based of upon access cause unhappiness for people who you know are poorer in the poverty line would definitely bring them happiness if they had money to solve those problems is mm. what we're saying so for that reason we've acknowledged it we do mm-hmm. understand yeah, that that do. is a thing um but it, in terms of preference i definitely don't mind that people show nice no. things it doesn't upset me but no. i feel like if it's upsetting you maybe it's something that you should Just stop watching stay away from because i think that that i understand how damaging and how toxic mm-hmm. it can be if it is something that does deeply yeah. make you unhappy mm-hmm. because i feel like i do understand social media can be very toxic personally in how i use social media and how i engage with it i rarely experience negative emotions by by being on social Mm -hmm. media but i do acknowledge that it does have that effect on a lot of people that effect is very very valid Mm -hmm. and i do believe if you're kind of on your phone and looking at things you don't have and are sad about it maybe that that is a very very valid emotional response to be kind of upset and disheartened by it Mm -hmm. But I can't really conclude if that's the responsibility of the creator. Yeah, or you clicking on on the content that they create. But I guess that's hard on TikTok. Yeah, I don't want to say yeah, that because point, you don't know what you're getting I into when you talking, scroll. I was talking of a lens of mm. YouTube just then. But TikTok, yeah, the for you mm. page. Maybe, you know, don't watch Bling Empire on yeah. Netflix. But I can't really say to you, don't go on TikTok. You might see something that might upset you because yeah. you know that's. I guess I don't know if you can mute, but people don't be, tag. Like, people don't yeah. tag things properly on TikTok no, either. No, so no. I can't even really say mute this because mm. likely the tags that they it's had sporadic. in that video were just random. Mm-hmm. So, bit less conclusive. Yeah, we're not. We haven't got a solid stance on we this. We don't one. have a solid opinion. But again, flexing on TikTok. This specific okay, this specific style of video. What do you rate out? Rate it out of ten. What do I rate out of ten? The videos themselves, I don't know, like a four point five out of ten. Yeah. I don't love them. They annoy me occasionally, mostly because of the repetitive nature of them. Mm, same format, but that is TikTok. And usually, I'm not shocked. Um, Apart from the one that showed me a basketball court, the jealousy levels were high. <laughs> the jealousy levels were high. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna give it a four, um, simply because I don't really care. Yeah. I don't really care. You're I right. don't really care. I have been seeing it exceedingly recently, mm. and that's why I was interested in bringing it up in the podcast. Mm. However, I would just mindlessly scroll past them. I saw one that was cool about a Shakespeare gate. That's cool. And I was like, that's really The one cool. thing I will mention that does irritate me a little bit is the idea that they remember it once a month. Listen, mm. you're so privileged. Please, use it twice a month. Twice. I don't know. I guess. But I do understand that when you have certain things, yeah. you become desensitised sure. to using them. But that's because... only from a stance that I wish I had it. And, I've, and yeah. then I'd say, if I had it, I'd use it more than once but a month. Even but would like I? A smaller, even from a smaller perspective, you, like when we first got our blender, I used it every, <laughs> every single day. day. And I can't, I have not used it recently at all. Mm. We were, I was so hyped about it when we got it. That's true. Blender. That's true. And now, you know... I, <laughs> Yeah. I, I could make myself as... I'm blaming the cold weather okay. as to why I haven't made a smoothie recently. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess I do understand. Yeah. No, I do. When something's right in front of you, it loses its novelty. And we've yeah. all been there. We've literally... We've all had a Wii in our house for years everything. that we haven't used. We've all had that one toy that we yeah. desperately needed. And, you know, the appeal mm. was No, off. I fully recognise that that comes from a place of, I guess, jealousy almost. You know, mm. for certain things. Not the cinema room, for but things. for certain things. So, like, Definitely. that's cool. Wish I had that. Definitely. So... But yeah, 4.5 is not a strong, not a strong score for this one. Not a strong score, but... Not not as strong as podcasts. We couldn't have a completely positive first no. episode. We had to talk about something a little we bit different. We had to different. throw a spanner in the works, <laughs> so to speak. That was the first episode. What did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I, I hope did I was too. a good guest. I think you were a really good guest. Great. So if you like Kate, do let me know. Um, Please don't be mean. We'll bring her back for I want another to come episode. Back. I really want to be back. Um, we're going to try and rotate my housemates. I think specifically because Kate and I are quite similar. Mm-hmm. So I think you've had a podcast of quite similar opinions. Yeah. But my twin sister, Ben, Max, I'd say quite different. Maybe less Asti. Yeah. But Ben and Max, I would say I wouldn't know what they were going to say yeah, going into it. So we're going to bring them on. We are a mixed bag. See what they say. They probably are likely to have a very different opinion than I do, which yeah. I think will be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for watching the very first episode. Yeah, thank I you do, for tuning in. I do hope to make the podcast a bit more interactive, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So in future episodes, you know, I might post on social media to get your opinions, maybe some polls. So I can kind of get the audience opinion before we go into the podcast. Maybe ask you guys for some suggestions of things we might talk about. Mm-hmm. So definitely follow Jada.Kai on Instagram. I think I'll be posting a lot about this podcast on there. Also be sure to check out jadakai.wordpress.com because that will kind of have some synopsises. Synopsises? Is that a word of the episodes? Synopsi. A synopsi of the episodes. I said that with we too don't much know. confidence. Very um. ambiguous. But a summary of some of the yeah. things we talked about, maybe some helpful links. Um, again, we talked about Satan in this episode. Maybe I'll post a link to a some recipe. recipes, yeah. um, some link to the TikToks we talked about, so you guys can kind of have an idea of what we mentioned. Some context. Um, and we'll be back very, very soon. We will be. Um, I'll definitely bring back Kate again before That's what I, like I finish my <laughs> stint. My stint. In um, but thank you for watching the very first episode of Search History. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you guys clicked. I know I have three dedicated um, why listeners. Why do you assume I'm going to tune in? I wasn't going to even say you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say my mum. That was presumptuous of me. I was going to say my mum, Asti, and like Sarah. They definitely listened. Otherwise, who knows? We got a fourth because I will actually listen. I also will listen to this back. <laughs> Again, thank you for listening. Thank you. Signing out. Signing out. Over and out. Over and out. <laughs> we just don't want to go. We're like, we don't want to leave. Let's drag this on. For One as more long segment, as please. One more segment. Bye, guys. Bye.